0: Tune in next month to find out. And I'm not I'm not backpedaling <laughs> I'm not backpedaling in a way to make it sound like I want you to do it. I just want you to Okay, go away. Go away. Go away. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's done. You're done you're done listening. Go listen to something else. Go listen to this American life. What's next? What's NXT?
1: okay so now that we've gotten through that uncomfortableness yeah that was fun though you want to talk about wrestlemania
0: yeah let's do uh let's do wrestlemania real fast real fast <laughs>
1: Wrestlemania this year was, in a non-judgmental way, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's not, that's not a value judgment, pro or against. Just a very interesting show. Yeah.
0: I would even go so far as to say that, overall, I found it kind of cool, but I'm glad that it's not the norm.
1: Yeah. It was a, a fun,
0: one-time experience.
1: The first night... Really felt like the B show. It if you felt will. like
0: they weren't a hundred percent sure
1: what they were putting together, it was all shot in in the performance center. Yeah, with nobody around.
0: And that w- there were some cool moments because of that. There were a lot of fun ref interactions that I enjoyed. You know, there was some good stuff there.
1: The worst matches were probably the matches where people just pretended like they were doing a regular match it was so obviously not a regular match yeah but people would still come out and do
0: their weird poses i'm actually gonna look up the card because i forgot the first night's card already
1: maybe bleacher report will. yeah just go to w- wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Wrestlemania underscore 36. Yeah, but I wanted to do
0: the... Yeah, I know. But I just wanted I wanted to see the Bleacher Report so I could see the, the ratings.
1: And I could go in But Yeah, but... Well, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, so you could steal their ratings and pretend no, cause like... No, because I, cause I feel opinion? like I'm...
0: I feel like I'm... Generally, I'm more negative than them. But in that one case, with without Champa Gargano, it's like... It was way more positive.
1: The first night... Started off, in my mind, very disappointingly, when the Pirate didn't win the Pirate match.
0: Well, that's because they didn't really have anything piratey going on. I know that they did that whole intro, and they got a Jack Sparrow impersonator, but <laughs> that was, by the way, that was horrible. That was terrible. They tried to do a tongue-in-cheek thing, and I was watching, and I was just like, can, I just, can we skip this? I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not here to watch whatever the
1: hell this is. This is funny, I guess. Oh, Becky
0: Lynch has an axe. Who cares? What the fuck was that? (laughs) What
1: the hell was that? (laughs) Who cares indeed? I mean, a lot of this stuff was very who cares. Like uh, the second match after the pirate didn't win the pirate match
0: which is too bad
1: that was uh the kabuki warriors asuka and Kyrie, sane versus alexa bliss and nikki cross that was
0: a good match though i liked it
1: yeah the match the match itself was really good i, I, I think just, it could have gone another five minutes i think it was actually pretty good i think it probably could have because then it would have eaten into elias defeating king corbin yeah which is like why does that exist
0: yeah, that was really annoying. Okay, two things. Really think they should call him King Baron Corbin because
1: <laughs> that is just
0: ideal, right? Cuz he's the King Baron now. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. And then Well, no no no. No, by becoming king, he no longer has the title I, of Baron. I
0: understand, but I love the idea of calling him King Baron Corbin. And then the other thing is I liked Baron. I liked hearing Baron Corbin arguing with that referee. I thought it was great. Now, those were the good things about the match, though.
1: Baron Corbin, of all of them, was the most just doing a regular match. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of stuff that didn't make sense if there's no audience around. Yeah, you, you've you've got to at least nod to the fact that we're in the middle of the weirdest fucking thing that's ever happened in our lives, you know? Which, <laughs> like, the
0: cool thing about that was the, the build-up to this apparently had Elias playing a song to the entire performance center, which was completely empty, and saying it was capacity- performance and how he was thrilled to play for so many people or whatever and i thought that was very cool
1: yeah that was
0: that was that was funny The thing that sucked about the build is that then elias got thrown off a balcony and should not have been alive so it didn't make any sense <laughs> that he came out and wrestled the whole match
1: well you see elias is a trickster god who uh like bugs bunny you know uh, y- you stick you stick the, the gun in his rabbit hole and shoot a million times and then the camera pans out and he's behind you.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's more like a Daffy Duck in that you shoot him in the face and his bill spins around, but he's still alive.
1: <laughs> he is only ever inconvenienced, not actually defeated. Yeah.
0: So that was kind of interesting. And he rolls up Corbin, very fun,
1: pop, we, but we didn't need it at all uh i mean i mean again this one would have made more sense if it was a real wrestlemania because i think that the joke is that for the last two wrestlemanias elias has come out played five seconds of a song and then somebody's beaten him up yeah so like if on the third year oh he actually has a match and he wins that's like oh it's a nice little story but instead it's like yeah, you won in an empty room, dude. Like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it it did suffer a lot from not having anybody in there. And then the next match, what's up to our What's NXT universe? Who remembers how Kyrie Sane beat Shayna? Yeah. Um, What the fuck was up with that? We were talking about how they're retreading shit on NXT. I guess they're retreading shit at WrestleMania, too.
1: I got really pissed off at this match. This is Shayna Baszler versus uh, Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. I got pissed off from the very beginning because it starts with someone driving up in a big semi. And before you can see all of the uh, tacky decals that they've put all over it.
0: So we already know who's in the truck because of the way Tristan described it as tacky.
1: I at first go this is the Perfect thing for Shayna Baszler to be driving up. In. This this exudes tough lesbian energy in a way that no one else on the roster well, she could drove like back. Shayna she Baszler. Come
0: out in her muscle
1: car that she's always polishing when she's going to fight Rhea Ripley. These things scream Shayna Baszler. And then Becky Lynch gets out, and Becky Lynch, I like Becky Lynch.
0: I think we all like Becky Lynch. Remember when she had that nosebleed? It was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, she's a she good competitor. Really good. Yeah, she's she's a great she's a great character. Yeah, um, good she's tough. They're doing something that I don't like, which is they go. We want her to be the new Stone Cold, so we're just gonna have her do a bunch of shit that Stone Cold would do. Yeah, but. The semi truck feels more appropriate for Shayna okay, Baszler. Okay, so goddammit.
0: to make to assuage you a little bit, I did do some research into this. She had been appearing in the truck before, so it's not it's not like they did it just this time to be like, hey, let's take Shayna's cool thing and give it to her. It is unfortunate though. It is weird that Shayna just walks out to her entrance. But whatever. Very strange. It's fine. I thought the match was very good. There was a really good story to the match that made Shayna still look really powerful even though she lost, which was Becky is afraid of the Kirifuda Clutch, which is very good. It was a great story. Every time she got into it, she was getting put into it. She was struggling to get a a way out of it. She was struggling the whole time.
1: Shayna Baszler is... A better grappler to the point where at one point she tries to put the disarmor on Becky Lynch yeah. and like Becky Lynch just barely gets out. Like that's that's good storytelling. I like that.
0: Becky never looked like she was winning against Shayna. She looked like she was going toe-to-toe with her or like evading her. And then she like out tricks her at the end, because the 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 ending is she gets the Kirafuda in. But she doesn't get her legs around the waist, so Becky is able to do like a little a roll-through into a pin. And even though she's in the Kira Fuda Clutch, she pins. It is exactly the way that Kyrie Sane beat her. It makes very little sense to us as NXT watchers. Um, I'm sure it's a cool look. I'm sure people who have never watched NXT will be like, wow, that's cool. That's a cool way to finish the match. I feel like for WrestleMania, you could have had a better way to do it. I'm fine with Becky winning, I just I don't agree with it, I think it was the wrong choice because I think Shayna looks like she should win and we know Shayna better, but I mean I'm I'm willing to accept not everybody has that knowledge, and you may need to have Becky win because she's on such a hot streak you can't have her lose, you don't have to do it this way, you can do it some other way, maybe a roll up out of something, maybe some sort of ref thing or whatever, Shayna still looked strong, it's not like Shayna looked weak because she was winning basically the whole time.
1: Not only has Kyrie Sane already won with this but then when Shayna Baszler won the belt back, Kyrie Sane tried to do this and Shayna Baszler realized, oh, I can just roll to one side or the other yeah. and get out she of it. She like, got out
0: of the exact move, yeah.
1: Shayna has already learned how to deal with yeah. this, you know? So,
0: But again, that's for us. I mean, like, we've been watching the whole time. I understand people haven't, but at the same time, I feel like I, I wish there was a different way To get to that finish. That would have taken us more into account.
1: I don't think that that's a a good enough excuse. Because. One of the things that I like about wrestling. And that I feel like is the way that most people get into wrestling to begin with. Is they watch something and something happens. And then somebody else goes. Oh you know why that happened. And then you get into the history. You know. Okay. If if they had if they had built up the Kira Fuda clutch and then Becky Lynch does this thing and then Shayna Baszler it, it looks like it's gonna win and then Shayna Baszler gets out at the last second, there would have been a whole bunch of like fucking jagoffs on on Twitter and Squared Circle being like, oh that's such a great callback. Yeah, you know,
0: it would have been great. How do you go from that to Becky winning the match? What do you mean? Because Becky has to win the match. That's, there, there I think the central else. problem that we're going to have, and even when watching the match, it, it's just how is Becky going to win the match? She doesn't seem like she should win the match. It just doesn't seem like it should happen. They built Shane as a monster. She killed everybody else on the roster. I, I, I understand that they have to come up with a way for Becky to win trickily, and I think like a roll-up maybe, but at even a roll-up. Would make Shayna look like a dork. See,
1: see, I, I, I disagree. I think that this is where you start taking her a bit more heel as well, and like,
0: oh, she cheats. Maybe
1: you know, you mentioned something with the ref. Maybe the ref, the ref gets gets knocked out, and she hits her with a chair or something. That's where you can start doing like. The stone cold tweener shit and not just have it be a callback to stone cold
0: my old man is going to start shoveling, but you know what would really have helped for something like that to have happened is if punches were still illegal in wwe
1: yeah because then she yeah. could have just
0: waited for the ref to look away and fucking clock Shane in the in the head and that would have been it a closed fist There's punch a lot of
1: things. you can't do the the kick to the groin even though as a bunch of women have told you me. You absolutely can, still but f- it won't make sense hurts, to every but. dumb
0: fucking fat asshole who's never kicked a woman in the groin. And please, please continue to not oh, do Oh, not that. like you. Please continue to not kick women in the groin. I'm not going to say not what like I did gloves, and didn't do. Kate. You're not getting me on two fucking episodes, all right? <laughs> I didn't even introduce myself on this one. <laughs> God damn it. I know you could do it, but I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense to the the audience or whatever. The stupid guy that they think is in the audience. But that was probably one of the more notable matches. And it also could have been longer, I feel like. It sold the (sighs) Kirafuda Clutch so much. I did; They really protect that move, and I love that they do. Because it's it's wonderful to see that.
1: They fucking better. Yeah,
0: it's wonderful to see them protect that move so much. Because it really does legitimize how tough Baszler is. That all she needs to do is get that on you and she's going to win. And then we had Sammy versus Cesaro. uh, No, Sammy versus Daniel Bryan. Cesaro was there, but him and Shinsuke were dealing with Drew Gulak,
1: the man. This was one of the first matches that I really
0: liked. I liked this match a lot.
1: Uh, Murder Brian, one of the hosts of Street Fight Radio, had... A lot of bad opinions, I'm sorry. I I like him a lot, but I did not agree with a lot of stuff that he said. But one of the things that he said that really rang true was some of the best matches were guys who spent a long time on the indies. Probably part of that is because they're fucking used to performing in front of an empty audience, you know? Yeah um they know how to just have fun in the ring and know that that's going to be enough to have a good match and this match is basically like you know uh except for Shinsuke Nakamura these guys are all well seasoned by the indies and they put on a goofy match that was fun it
0: was a lot of it fun. was
1: just it was just fucking fun. And that's that's like. I think that I think that that's something that you forget a lot when you're like, oh, but you know, like, where was the psychology of yeah, this? match? Yeah, yeah. None, none of that no, matters no. if you enjoy the match, he, you know, you we
0: were watching this with a person who had not watched wrestling previously. Uh, and he really liked this match. He thought it was fun and he got it.
1: It starts with the fact that Sami Zayn is uh, dressed up like uh, Fidel Castro. And he's
0: the the leader of the Artists Collective, which I think is amazing.
1: But he is the Great Liberator.
0: Yeah. And Cesaro has the motion for a dragon punch on his sleeve. I don't understand what that is, but I got to shout it out. I thought it was great.
1: Uh, And he's going up against Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, who uh, is the exact opposite of that whole stable. Their thing is they just love to wrestle. They just like to Mm -hmm. wrestle. Uh, They like doing um, uh, roll-throughs and transitions. They just love to wrestle. So this was so fucking fun because it's literally Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak trying their hardest to have a real wrestling match and Sami Zayn just keeps rolling out of the ring so that hopefully Cesaro and Nakamura can deal with them
0: yeah it's great um he even teased the strategy because in the pre-match promo he said who says everybody says it's a foregone conclusion that Daniel Bryan is finally gonna beat me up well Who knows if that's going to happen? Because who says he's even going to be able to get his hands on me? Like he even (laughs) said it like that. Like he's just like, I'm going (laughs) to run away the whole time. What's he got an answer for that? And it was very good. It was a wonderful match. He ran away the entire time. It frustrated Daniel Bryan enough that he went for a flying something or other into a boot. And then he lost. And it was wonderful.
1: There was also a great long period where... uh, Drew Gulak, uh, th- I think he threw Shinsuke Nakamura into Cesaro. And they tumbled and they both over the barricade, went. yeah. And because they were off screen, they just lived behind the barricade for about 10 Yeah, minutes. it was wonderful. It was very funny.
0: Th- this whole match could have gone for the whole time. I could have watched this the whole WrestleMania. This was wonderful.
1: This is the kind of match that does not need a crowd to go along. Exactly. Because it's just fun to fucking watch. There's just so much know? going
0: on in the ring and it's so goofy and fun. And there's not a lot of long downtime rest periods and stuff. And you can do that because there's like seven guys in there or six guys.
1: We think about kind of psychology and emotional engagement of the audience in terms of these like melodramatic. Uh, ideas and obviously that is one of the key ways that a lot of wrestlers get that kind of response from the audience but humor is an emotional response yeah and so you don't have to be johnny gargano and champa screaming about you know we used to be friends and you betrayed me no you betrayed me and you know oh my god it's so melodramatic you don't have to do that to get an emotional reaction, because if you're just a goofy guy with weird, puffy red hair who runs away from Daniel Bryan, people will engage with that, you know? Yeah. It, does, it doesn't need to be fucking Hamlet for it to be engaging, is what I'm saying.
0: I agree. Let's move on. We spent too much time on it. <laughs> I do. We, we have two nights to cover, so the tag match, which was not a tag match. We should spend a little time talking about how the fact that this is a tag match that was not a tag match.
1: This match was caused by... Miz was sick. Miz showed up sick, and they were like, hey, buddy, there's a pandemic. You can't be sick. And he was like, huh? What? No, I got a match tonight. And they were like, no, fuck you fucking asshole. He showed up sick. We don't know how it happened. Hold, hold on one second. What I need to uh, plug in my computer. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. Tristan's
0: plugging in his computer. He's yelling at a dog. He's going around. He's doing all the, he's doing all the hits. Yelling at a dog, scratching his balls, uh, plugging in his computer. What else does he do? I don't even know. What do you think Tristan does when we're not recording the podcast? I mean, you can't yell at a dog all day. You'll get a sore throat the hell else is in his life other than yelling at dogs i don't even know oh eh, well i always just figure he just listens to podcasts um usually just hours over and over again and i guess yells at dogs and you know edits podcasts i don't, I don't really know what else he does i'll have to ask him sometime but truth is i'm not really that interested whatever wait it's taken a while Usually he's back by now. I think I'm going to cook a little like sausage and pasta tonight. Pasta with sausage and a nice little like rustic tomato sauce. I just came back from the grocery store today. So I think I'll have like a nice little thing like that. It should be good. I get the vegetarian sausages because I'm still trying to be vegetarian now. It's been a while and, and it's been going fine. I mean, I feel like I'm not. It's not like I'm losing out on anything. I mean, I still eat eggs occasionally, but I was never a big egg guy. Oh, I see some movement. He's probably plugging the computer in at this point. And, uh, he's wearing a hat. Is that just his new haircut? No, it's just his new haircut. He didn't get a haircut this time. I, I just hadn't, I hadn't seen it from all angles yet. So what are you saying? Oh, you'll hear it. Yeah. So I don't know. <sighs> What are we doing? Oh yeah, we're talking about the 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 tag match that wasn't a tag match. Yeah. That was pretty wild. So it ended up being very cool and weird, but something about nobody being in the arena made everything look more dangerous to me, and so I felt very uncomfortable watching it.
1: But yeah, having just three guys climbing on a ladder feels a lot weirder than like three guys climbing on a ladder surrounded by support staff clearly in the background
0: yeah and other and three other guys like in the ring too that they can just tag in and out it made me more nervous which might be a good thing it was a fun match though and i liked the stupid finish where they all grabbed the belts at the same time but because john morrison got headbutted he fell off and he pulled the belts with him and it was pretty funny to see that that's how he won
1: that was, that was very stupid, but very good. They all, they, they unhooked the belts
0: at the same time, but they were just holding the unhooked belts. And then it was like, well, you got to take both the belts. You
1: can't have just
0: the coat hanger or whatever it is that they're on.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't unhook the belts. They, they unhooked, unhooked the coat hanger. The, the coat hanger holding the belts. Yeah,
0: and then they all had their hands on. I loved that. I thought that was actually a really fun ending. And I love the ending, the, the reaction shot, Jimmy Uso and, uh and Kofi Kingston, like, looking at each other, like, what the fuck, what the fuck, <laughs> and, like, pointing at him.
1: And <laughs> I did also actually like the commentary saying, uh, I guess John Morrison won.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, they sounded like they didn't even know. It was pretty fun.
1: That That is actually an appropriate reaction to that ending. I,
0: I have to say, I think it was really good. I thought it was really fun. So, good match. Thumbs up in my book. Let's move on, because we're only through night one, and you know what we're going to fucking talk about a lot.
1: Next up, we had Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens' uh, husband of Candace Owens.
0: Notable uh, political pundit, I guess. I guess pundit? I don't know what she is. Person with no appropriate job title who's still somehow influences. Nut job? Is, is, yeah, is that, nut that's job good. Nut job. Right. Crazy person. Noted lunatic, Candace Owens. But uh, anyway, Kevin Owens uh, looked amazing in this match because he beat the shit out of Seth twice, and it was great.
1: Beat the shit out of Seth twice. He jumped off the WrestleMania sign. That was still pretty cool. It was really
0: cool. Goaded Seth Rollins, even after he won the match because of DQ, Goaded Seth Rollins into doing a no DQ match and then immediately hit him with the ring belt. Very fun stuff. Some very fun stuff. Um, Kevin Owens is a treasure
1: I like the new Seth Rollins gimmick I love it. of he, he thinks he's Jesus and continually refers to himself as a god
0: Yeah, I love the new Seth Rollins gimmick I think that that is great They're just like, hey, just be like you are on Twitter But maybe less obnoxious <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, got, we got the Undertaker with lightning powers later on tonight We, we got uh, the Fiend being able to invade John Cena's mind But when Seth Rollins calls himself a god, it is very clearly like he thinks he's a god. He is not a god.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's not, it's not magic. It's not real magic. It's fake magic. Seth
1: Rollins isn't discovering that, you know, he is a a true demigod. It's, he is so up his own ass that he's like, everything revolves around me.
0: Yeah, it was great. I thought that was a really wonderful match.
1: That match was the last good match of the night.
0: It was the last good match of the night. Yes. I put a little bit of different emphasis on there. There were two more matches and then a main event because um, the next thing that happens is uh, Gronk tries to win the 24-7. Oh, geez.
1: I forgot about that. And then he doesn't win it.
0: But don't worry, guys. He's going to win it tomorrow. Um, And then Goldberg drops the strap to Braun in about i don't know two minutes three minutes
1: wikipedia has it listed at two minutes ten seconds there you
0: go two minutes perfect so there were four running power slams and it's over
1: really don't like that they did goldberg that dirty it was
0: a real goldberg match three finishers from goldberg four finishes from stroman and it's over stroman wins um Obviously, you got to take the belt off of him, but I don't, I don't know, whatever.
1: I think that that match would have been so much better if you could have had Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, and it was supposed to be Roman Reigns.
1: It would have been the same exact match as a weird plus they would have both been doing spears to each that other. That would be really like, I just.
0: I would love the idea of them doing a spear at the same time and bonking their heads, which they obviously <laughs> would not do because that would be really
1: dangerous. Bonking their heads. Uh, and then falling straight down.
0: <laughs> It'd be like that Matrix, the Matrix thing where they do the slow mo camera. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great. Um, I think in an empty arena, hearing the ooh ah might be actually kind of fun.
1: You will also be able to hear if when he, he co- They put a makes, sound effect. Makes, <laughs> when he cocks, his no, fist. I, I, I bet, I bet like that he would p- have done that. Yeah, he would have, he would have just gone oh
0: with his mouth
1: yeah oh yeah wouldn't that have been great
0: that would be pretty good i would like that a lot whatever let's talk about the boneyard match okay the boneyard match was okay here's the thing i don't understand people at all let's just start off like that the boneyard match was good i don't but i don't understand but it was not why is everybody loved the boneyard match so much are we are we in the Twilight Zone? Is this so weird? Because, like, here's the stuff that... Let me just... I'm going to list the stuff I didn't like about the Boneyard match that I think people are ignoring. Okay. The Undertaker is making weird noises. The whole time. The Undertaker is a mean jerk and not a good guy in any way, shape, or form. The whole time. There are a bunch of hooded dumb Power Rangers villains that come out to fight The Undertaker, and he defeats all of them, and it's a very stupid thing that didn't need to happen at all. It wasn't funny.
1: Excuse me, excuse me. Give putties the respect they deserve by name. Okay,
0: well, you know, we can get Cease and Desisted by Bandai as well, I suppose.
1: By by Haim Saban. The, the, The next thing was
0: i don't know I, there was just so much weird stuff there was a ton of these moments where they were selling a bunch of injuries and going uh, and i really hated that and people seemed to like it okay so you're getting over all that stuff it was also a million years long and the last segment the finish where undertaker pushes aj into the hole and buries him took like 15 minutes It had some of the best. It had a really great line where Undertaker said, go down like a man. And AJ said, no, but I didn't hear it because I was just making fun of the whole fucking thing because it took forever. I didn't understand. It was a return to the supernatural for Undertaker, which was cool. That was that brought us the real cool parts of the match. So there were cool parts.
1: It was a return to the supernatural, but he was also returning to his American bag. Yeah, so I
0: didn't understand that either. I thought that was weird. But, okay, here's what we're doing. The cool part that everybody loves, and that I also love, so don't worry about it, is when AJ puts him in the hole, and he's going to bury him using the using the front-loaded thing or whatever, and then Undertaker teleports behind him. I thought that was so good. And I kind of wanted to say nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> The stuff people liked about the match, I liked about the match. I just didn't understand why we had to wade through all that other stuff first.
1: The stuff that people liked about the match was also, some of it was stuff that we didn't like, which was, I saw a bunch of people comparing this and the Firefly Funhouse match and liking this more because it was more, quote-unquote, real wrestling, and that, The Firefly Funhouse match, which we will talk about later, but spoiler alert, I think both of us loved. Yeah. Was a bunch of, like, stupid talking, and there wasn't any wrestling. Okay, you're completely wrong, because it isn't real wrestling, because it's out in a field, and they clearly took a million takes on everything. You know, like, if you're going to do it that way, then.
0: There is a Power Rangers fight. How is that wrestling?
1: There's a Power Rangers fight. um, In two different times, he uses lightning powers to attack AJ Styles.
0: But the problem is they're cool, but they're not what you're saying is cool. If you think that this is more real wrestling, like I don't understand. I don't know.
1: Yeah, if anything, I would want less wrestling in the dirt, which I didn't think looked that well. And more. If you want to just do goofy set pieces, have it all just be goofy set pieces.
0: I would have loved that. The parts that you I know. really liked. Could you imagine if AJ was running through a warehouse and Undertaker would just magically appear in front of him all the time?
1: That would have been that great. Have been uh, I also, I, I also think that you could do more with AJ Styles and yeah gallows and anderson if you were willing to do that couldn't
0: you have i don't think this happened aj could have like grabbed some of the dirt and threw it in his face that's like a real weenie move i feel like it happened but i don't actually remember it happening
1: you could have them knock down the undertaker and then either gallows or anderson are in the hearse that they all three drove up in and he drives over the undertaker but then they look under the car undertaker's not there yeah anymore. you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah just do stuff from fucking halloween and
0: i think it would be fun Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing i think that's what people loved about it i thought it was really fun and i think everybody agrees that it was really fun but there was some bad stuff too and i was focusing so much on the bad because it was so long didn't it feel like really long I feel like that really could they could have cut that down. If they put that as fifteen minutes or ten minutes. I don't even know how long it was. Let me look on Wikipedia. It was
1: twenty minutes. Twenty
0: minutes. Yeah. See, that's way too long. That's almost not fair to them. That's the same problem we had with Gargano and Champa.
1: It was it was longer than the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins match, which was two, which matches. was technically two yeah. matches.
0: Because there were so many times the Undertaker is like just sitting there wheezing and sounding like really bad. There are times when AJ's is like, eh, eh, and they're like sounding like that. And I'm just like, they're trying to sell that this as a big physical confrontation, but then they're doing all this goofy shit too. Like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I think I could cl- more clearly say the night of that there were parts of it that I enjoyed, but I did not enjoy it because it was good. It,
0: it was bad and cheesy when I liked it and just bad when I didn't like it. And that's not yeah. good. So I don't know, but it could have been because we were all watching it. Like a bunch of us were watching it together. Not at the, not in the same location. I never said that, but obviously we were all like, we were in a chat together and we were all talking to each other. And I just felt like there was so much to just be like, what is that? Why are they doing that?
1: And that was the end of night one. Really went out with a whimper.
0: The very end was pretty fun with uh, AJ's hand sticking out of the dirt. I thought it was great. I thought that was really good. In all honesty, as much as I kind of feel weird for saying it, I really appreciated AJ Styles a lot in this match. I thought he was great. I actually thought he was really, he really sold himself as a super weenie and I fucking loved it. I feel like he should be a weenie all the time.
1: Say what you want about the guy, but he has proven over the past couple of years that he is not as big of an ego as I think we thought he was. Right. And he doesn't need to always look like a badass.
0: No, I think he's fine looking like a dork. I think it's just because of his like silky mom hair that he's always not a dork. Because they just want to book book him as a a badass because of his silky mom hair. I didn't watch most of the second night because I forgot about it. And we were trying to coordinate. And by the time we figured everything out, it was the middle of the edge match. So we missed the first three
1: it didn't seem like we missed a lot.
0: It didn't, except that apparently the Charlotte versus Rhea match was 20 minutes. I'm really surprised by that.
1: Um. Also, uh, Charlotte Flair won.
0: Obviously, we don't like the result of that because it seems weird that Charlotte would win against Rhea and I believe, her first defense, right? Or second, maybe? But yeah, no, not good. Uh, There was uh, a fake cuck angle because Alistair is not getting cut by Bobby, but Bobby Lashley is there and Lana is there and they fought and Alistair Black won. Didn't see it. Otis and Mandy Rose uh defeat Dolph Ziggler with Sonya Deville. I actually did see the very end of this. Um Mandy gets in there and interferes and helps Otis to win against Dolph. Hooray um everybody's happy apparently there's like a big love angle going on with otis and mandy that everybody loves um and i think they kiss at the end didn't see it too much of it and also don't know any of the build so it didn't affect me that much but i loved seeing otis and his little uh tank top his cut off tank top i thought that was great
1: where's his wizard friend
0: otis's wizard
1: friend yeah
0: who's a wizard that he knows not tucker knight
1: yeah Tucker. he's a knight wizard with the big with the big like down to his butt brain. Well, uh, I in guess that could
0: be like a wizard. I always just thought of him as maybe a sci-fi nerd. Yeah, it's good. I don't know why he wasn't there, but whatever, it's fine. Now, here's where we came in was the Edge versus Randy last man standing match, which is the same as the Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, uh heart hard on a hard on a pole, pole match. And
1: almost beat for yeah, beat.
0: It really did work out a lot like that, except there were way more interesting environments in this match but it was i would say more boring but it was better i think it was better but it was more
1: i think that the reason that it was better was it wasn't something we had seen recently right them
0: fighting on a truck was actually scary to us uh whereas gargano and champa fighting on a truck was didn't we just see them fighting on the truck
1: we had just seen champa and gargano fight a million times and this was like edges back and he's fighting Randy Orton. And they're hanging off of a weird cable cage on the ceiling. Okay, why yeah, not? Yeah, that was fun. You know?
0: The the boardroom thing was great.
1: This match was almost 40 minutes. And for the first 20 minutes, Alec and I were watching it going, this fucking sucks. Except for except for, weight, like, every, some like Almost weird...
0: everything in the weight room was really fun.
1: Almost everything in the weight room was really fun. But... We were just like,
0: the rest of it was like, Oof.
1: There, there was like a lot of moving from room to room. And we were like, I don't fucking care. And then it was around the time that they were in uh, the loading dock that our favorite sto-
0: NXT character.
1: Actually, it wasn't the loading docks yet. It was like the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we were, and, and I think that that's around the time that we were like, oh my God, they're really going for it. Holy shit, holy shit. And then by the time they're on the truck, we were actually engaged.
0: There were some very nasty bumps and very like, it was pretty good and it, it, towards the end
1: there, yeah. They did it in completely a completely different way, but I think that there's like some aspects of what make the super long NJPW matches work there, yeah. which is you can't be at 10 the entire time. You can't you can't have somebody engaged that much the entire match if your match is going to be like forty five minutes, right? Because yeah. it it just gets like tiring. By starting out and kind of like for the first half to be kind of hit or miss before it really engaged you, it actually kind of worked. It it was fun. I liked it a lot. But then after Edge and Randy Orton, we have maybe the best match of the show. Purely because of the um, charisma of the four people involved.
0: Absolutely. Street Profits versus Angel Gaza and Austin Theory. Can you believe that a month ago, a month before this, we watched Austin Theory get a computer keyboard smashed across his back at an Evolve show, and now he's at WrestleMania?
1: Oh, speaking of which... Who did you meet at an Evolve show? Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. We went to an Evolve show, my buddies, Tristan included, and he, I believe, organized the whole thing. Got me meet and greets with Tommaso Ciampa, Rhea Ripley, and Keith Lee. And it was very, I was very nervous the whole time, but I held the women's belt, which is fun.
1: Uh, you were very concerned with uh, being perceived as a creep by Rhea Ripley.
0: I absolutely was. I, I sure I was perceived as a creep by both Rhea Ripley and Keith Lee. I was worried about being perceived as a creep by all of them because I was just like, I'm just going to stand there and not talk because I'm just going to be
1: nervous. That That's the number one creep move. I understand on, that. Man.
0: I understand that. I couldn't stop it. And I was that. So that was rough. But they loved it, I'm sure. Tommaso was so nice. He was such a wonderful guy. He actually said, thank you for waiting on the line, which is wild. He posed with me for like two pictures, and he, and he signed my picture with my name. And that, that was the only person who asked my name. So Tommaso was a real class act. The other guys were real class acts too. Keith Lee was a real class act as well, but I think he knew I was, I was a little nervous. So he just let it let it go. It's natural course. Rhea was very good as well, and she was just like, oh, here, take the belt. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: to to speak to how cool Champa seems to be, a number of times uh, during this show, they, they were signing all throughout this, this Evolve show because of how long the lines were. And a number of times I looked over and saw him just blatantly shooting the shit about a match currently happening with just a random person that was getting their photo taken with him. Like that's, that's so fucking just like humanizing and awesome.
0: He was telling the photographer and me, he was like pointing out it was during the match with AR Fox. He was like, that guy is so great. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. I love him. I see him all the time when I come." <laughs> yeah. he's He is great. It's really good. He's definitely a student. Uh, at all times I think he, he loves watching wrestling too which is great Tommaso Ciampa really cool guy glad he glad he came out as a babyface recently
1: <laughs> Alec is now best friends with Tommaso Ciampa uh, Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley and doesn't have time for us anymore
0: yeah that's that's right well thank you guys thank you again for you know organizing the whole yeah okay Whatever. So now we're talking about WrestleMania. Oh, Come I, on.
1: I, I, I didn't want to bring this up so that you could thank me on the show. I wanted to bring it up to humiliate you more.
0: Well, it didn't really work because uh, I'm cooler than you now. Because of, uh, I'm close personal friends with Tommaso Ciampa. He texted me the other day. He said, did you watch TakeOver? I said, not yet. He said, oh, well, please do.
1: He said, he said, please watch uh, the first 30 minutes. Yes,
0: please watch the first 15 minutes of my match with Johnny. As soon as he uh, elbow, does an elbow drop on top of me into a bunch of water bottles, so you can stop watching. <laughs> no, it was good. It was a good match. It's fine. I, it was, it, whatever. I, I like Jamazo Champ.
1: Whatever. Back to WrestleMania. WrestleMania.
0: The best guys in the world. Street Profits. Montez Ford. What a champ. He knew it was hard because there's nobody there. He knew it. And so he runs out screaming WrestleMania every time he does any move WrestleMania with a dance every time he does anything.
1: Constantly doing the uh, ultimate warrior. Yeah, rope the shake, shake. Yeah, screaming WrestleMania.
0: And and uh it was great because even both the heels Austin Theory and Angel Garza both mocked him by shouting WrestleMania. And you could tell just from the way they were saying it. They were like so happy. They were like, yeah, it is WrestleMania. <laughs>
1: Angela Dawkins also um, really playing along well A number of times asking Montez Ford What time is it? And Montez Ford would yell WrestleMania season baby! Yeah, it,
0: it was really good It was a wonderful match It was well wrestled But like that wasn't even The highlight was just The energy that they had was so great It was really great it was a wonderful match and they won and we got to see Bianca come out and beat up Zelina Vega, who Zelina Vega had a wonderful evil dictator costume.
1: Yes. Big oh, my God. Big skulls on
0: her shoulders and like everything made out of gold. Big old. She's uh,
1: coming for you, Triple H.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: There's there's a new skull person in town. I like it. it Zelina Vega. Hey,
0: there's no weird racist cross on her things, too. <laughs> I'd call that an upgrade.
1: It was followed by another very good match.
0: Yes. The women's a match.
1: fatal five way for the women's SmackDown Championship. Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina.
0: Evil Bailey rules. This was my Evil first Bailey time. Evil Bailey is excellent. This was my first time seeing Evil Bailey. Evil Bailey fucking rules. I've watched some promos or whatever. No, no, no. She went over to the to the commentary booth and yelled at JBL. Fuck yes.
1: <laughs> Evil
0: Bailey kicks
1: ass. I didn't get just how much. And I mean this in a in a very positive way. How much her being a heel is supposed to be, like, an afterthought. It is she, she is just doing mindless teenage rebellion, but as a, like, you know, 30-year-old woman. She got yeah. a new haircut, she's wearing different clothes, she screams all the time, but then, much like a teenage doing mindless teenage rebellion, all of the shit she says is still really dorky. Oh, yeah. Like, she isn't a new person. Like, you know, uh... The, the the Dakota Kai angle has been like, this is a new Dakota Kai. This is the same Bailey. She's just trying to be mean now.
0: Yeah, no, it's very good. I loved the Sasha Bailey stuff because I love the idea that they're, they're like, they're friends that it's like, oh, she's going to turn. She's, they're going to turn on each other. They're going to turn on each other. And then like, Bailey hits her by accident. She feels really bad about it. And then she pushes her out of the way of a punch, even though she does end up getting punched. I thought that was so fun. It was like, no, they're not actually turning on each other.
1: Them staying friends is a part of the heel gimmick?
0: Yes, because we all want the turn to happen. And it's just like, no, it won't happen. They won't turn.
1: We we want Sasha to then turn face and be like, oh, you've changed, Bailey. No, 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 no way.
0: Yeah. I actually really love the idea of them hot-shotting titles off of each other as a fun gimmick. Like, laying down. I think I brought it up. Like, you know, the, the, the finger poke or whatever where Hulk Hogan laid down? I want that. I actually want that so bad. Because Sasha will be like, I want to be champ one day. She'll be like, I want to be champ. And then Bayley says, you know what? You should be champ. Let's make a match right now. And then they make the match. And then, they, <laughs> then she literally just lays out. I love that idea. I am Heel Bailey, and I am here to be bad, and I'm not here to win. I don't give a shit. I'm the best, and part of being the best is friendship. Part of being a role model is to show you that friends are good.
1: She loves her friend, and uh, she hates Lacey Evans. So
0: That is, I mean, you know, like we always said when Kevin Owens was a heel, you know, the best heels are actually faces in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I love Heel Bailey. And this was a great match. Not just for him, heel Bailey. There was a lot of fun stuff. Naomi with the, the new haircut really looks good. And she kicked ass. Um, it's unfortunate she was the second one out, but you know what, it made sense because you had to have uh Sasha and Bailey kinda like have a trouble. And interestingly enough, three of the ladies in this match were on a team together. Tamina and Naomi and Sasha were on team bad. The guys who originated the Street Profits theme song. But uh, other than that, just a great match.
1: For as weird as this WrestleMania was, the thing that really carries it is they did a much better job of actually being fun. Yeah. Usually WrestleMania starts to become a slog because so many of the matches aren't fun. Yeah. And like... You can't say that most of these weren't fun at
0: least. Yeah, I think day two had a lot of the fun matches because even that Otis match that we missed was like probably pretty fun because it had Otis in it.
1: But then we get to the highlight of both nights. Yeah. I'm going to sound like a real pretentious douchebag here. A postmodern masterpiece.
0: I, I have to agree. I think anybody who's watched it would agree.
1: The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in a Firefly Funhouse match.
0: I think this match was art. I think it was goofy, but I think it was so fun. We had all these weird in jokes for the smarky dumbasses but we also just had like a really good the the match was I feel like when undertaker folded up all his clothes in the middle of the ring and put them in the middle of the ring and walked away when he when he lost to Roman Reigns that was like a send off to the undertaker that I thought was very appropriate if this is the last time we ever see John Cena I feel <laughs> like this is a really great send off for him because
1: Bray Wyatt sending him to uh uh the Dark Lodge.
0: Because yeah, because this match, as much as it was all about Bray and Bray was acting and like kicking his at kicking ass. John Cena got to explore the character of John Cena so much. And we've got to see wow. Congratulations, John Cena. You really did do everything in this business, and you really did do everything for this business, and you're willing to go out looking like a real punk. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was. I feel like I have so much more. Res- I, I actually have been respecting John Cena a lot ever since coming back to wrestling because I'm realizing how much he's giving for the bit, like how wild he is about wrestling. You know,
1: so it seems like he's trying to very clearly like make amends for past mistakes.
0: Yeah, and I think that he's really like using his own words t- against him, so that he could say that the fiend is overhyped and undertalented or whatever. And then it's like sounding like he did it to himself, and he's the overhyped, undertalented. What? It seems like a nasty way to. Send them off, but in a way, it's just so great because you can know he signed off on all. Like you, you know what I mean. Like you're thinking yeah. about it, and they want you to think that way because they all the smart jokes. They had the Vince McMahon puppet say, "Good shit."
1: This WrestleMania was um, directed by the guy from uh, Impact who um, uh, helped make uh, the okay final deletion. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see some of that in the Boneyard match, and I think this is like the next logical step.
1: I think one of the reasons why you and I didn't like the Boneyard match is very similar to why we didn't like something that the Firefly Funhouse could have been in a a worse place, which was the House of Horrors match, which was them trying to do the final deletion, but with none of the none of the humor fun and, charisma. and fun and charisma right yeah they say they're gonna do the firefly fun house match and you go oh no is this gonna be another house of horrors is this gonna be uh you know bray wyatt and john cena um fighting in a suburban house that's had a bunch of mud smeared over the walls like this is y- yikes yeah you know um
0: I I actually was kind of hoping it might be like a Pee-wee's Playhouse fight at first. Like it was going to take place in the house of horrors and like the puppets would do like body slams on him and stuff. It'd be I fun. think that
1: both of us were were hoping for that and we didn't get so much as that.
0: We got better. We got better.
1: We got John Cena beating up the fat pig puppet. Yeah.
0: We got John Cena realizing he's a bully. <laughs>
1: We didn't get uh, somebody throwing the bunny puppet at John Cena and having him fake wrestle with it. That would have uh, been fun. I think would have been very funny. But there was like but, no wrestling.
0: Uh, there were two moves. There was a takedown and a ground and pounded. That was it. And a mandible claw.
1: On the one hand, I kind of get it. When people say there was no wrestling in this wrestling match. But I think that that's kind of like... Uh, there are some people that just like... The classics, they like the rules, they like the way things are doing. And this was like actually pushing boundaries that I'm glad to see somebody has convinced the WWE they can push every once in a while, I, you know?
0: It's so strange in a way that we had one match like this each night. If this had happened first, people would be saying this was better, but I feel like it would have lessened the impact. Because I liked that this was kind of kind of what closed out the whole thing. Because that last match is like 10 minutes. Not even, oh, uh, six minutes and 55 seconds. The last match is four seconds. minutes. Oh, no, four minutes and 35 seconds. You are right. Thank God for Wikipedia. No, four 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 and a half minutes. You're right. So this is kind of like the last minute match.
1: I guess technically the Drew McIntyre-Brock Lesnar match has to go on last. Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble.
0: It's also, it's a a wrestling match at the end of a wrestling show. But this was so wild and out there and great. And we can't give a play-by-play or a breakdown of all the cool stuff about it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it because some of the cool stuff you can think of that you can see is the SmackDown fist.
1: Somebody somebody got that out of the warehouse?
0: Doctor of Thuganomics returns and is a dickhead bully again. Like, he really sounded like an asshole which was great. I loved the Saturday night's main event spot, that whole part. That was really good.
1: In a world where maybe somebody could have convinced the WWE to break one more rule, the night would have ended with uh, John Cena's broken body disappearing into the ether.
0: Yeah, or it could have been fun like to see, yeah, yeah, like a fade out or something. Would have been really fun, like a really cheesy looking one.
1: But then the last match happened. Uh, to be honest, it was actually, you know, for a Brock Lesnar match, a pretty good match. I liked it a lot. You could actually um,
0: tell, like, I know people always say, oh, you could tell Brock respects this guy. You could tell because he took that, that last Claymore kick. He was still down while Drew was celebrating. It was wild.
1: Drew celebrates like there's 100,000 people in the audience. Which But is it, like... was,
0: it was fine. I think it was fine. He beat I Brock guess. Lesnar.
1: Yeah, I'll true. tell
0: you, if I beat Brock Lesnar, I would be, there could be nobody around and I would be holding that forever. I'd be talking about it all day long. That guy does not go down. That guy can out-politic. Why is he not a politician? He wins matches without even showing up.
1: And then, apparently, there was a dark match for an audience of none.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that.
1: For, for seven minutes, Drew McIntyre wrestled the big show.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that... When did that happen? Did we watch it? I don't think we watched it.
1: No, we did not.
0: The match was shown on the April 6th episode of Raw. <laughs> Why? Well, what? Why didn't they just wait a day and just do it? Well, I guess they have to record everything as much as they can.
1: Yeah, we, we've we got uh, uh, Drew McIntyre here anyway. Why don't we bring up the big show? Yeah. WrestleMania. It was weird this year. Nobody's ever going to watch it again. Yeah,
0: I might watch Firefly Funhouse again. I thought it was so good.
1: This is not going to be one of the WrestleManias that they replay. No, they this are not, not going, going to be. To be... No.
0: This isn't going to be in the clip show.
1: Yeah, this isn't going to be in the clip show. Uh, you know, when um, fucking Kevin Owens goes into the Hall of Fame, they aren't going to. Uh, well, actually, they might show him jumping very... off the thing, off the WrestleMania sign. They might have
0: to make him jump off another WrestleMania sign and another.
1: So that they don't have to yeah. use that particular show. They'll make yeah, him yeah, jump exactly. off
0: the real one in the arena where it's like all the way behind the balcony. It's like, How am I going to get to the ring? We'll zipline you. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I oh, yeah. Oh, to... <laughs> yeah. I can, I can see it happening now. That'll be another one they won't be able to mention.
1: Jesus Christ. I would say it wasn't good, but it was better than it had any right being.
0: Yeah. 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 I agree. And there were some really fun matches on it that took advantage of the fact that there was nobody watching. The the Sammy match was really good for that. And the Street Profits match was great. I feel like being able to hear Montez Ford yell WrestleMania that many
1: times what happens because of this? I don't know where this goes, you know? Like, what, what is wrestling now? Wrestling, literally, a, a, an art form that requires there to be an audience and requires there to be a bunch of people and like, you know, we were watching this thing and I was like, there's like eight people all clustered over in the corner still. Like, you can't be that close to each other. What the fuck? Yeah.
0: I mean, when we were watching too, I, that's the other thing we not I didn't watch alone. I didn't watch on my own. I feel like I wouldn't yeah. have. I watch NXT every week alone. But
1: I mean, I think that that's one of the reasons why I have been watching wrestling all that often is because, like, I just I don't watch wrestling alone as much anymore.
0: Yeah, because there's no crowd. We're all sheep by nature. We need somebody to tell us how to feel.
1: <laughs> it's not something that I can do other things while I while I watch it. You know. Because the narrative is almost completely visual. You have to be watching it to understand what's going on. Um, uh, And so, like, it's very hard for me to put it in the background while I, like, clean the house or, you know, do whatever. And so I often go, like, uh, I kind of want to watch wrestling, but I kind of also want to, like, draw or play video games or something and like you can't do those two things together
0: yeah i hear you
1: and so and so without hanging out with a friend or going to a bar or something the re literally the reason that i watched wrestlemania is because you texted me and was like oh we're gonna watch on discord do you want to join us and i was like oh yeah if we're gonna do that then like yeah yeah
0: because it's got to be a group act well wrestlemania especially i would not like it's so long i wouldn't watch it without other people This was good, though. It was a fun WrestleMania. You know, hopefully we never have to have another one like this, but if we ever do, at least we know that it's possible that they can pull it off in a weird way that's going to make people happy.
1: WrestleMania. It was okay.
0: Yeah, but that's pretty much what we say every year, so there you go.
1: Okay. Uh, That was the uh, special bonus episode because we were uh, lazy, and the coronavirus made it hard for us to... uh, get everything together and record last month so um no official sign off
0: nah not really